yo, yo, happy new year, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful holiday break, but we are back in action with the jam-packed episode with Cody James, again, talking chapter seven, lore, and a whole lot more. I hope you enjoyed this episode of NFT Chat with the Alphabots. Last off, and we're online, baby. We're back with NFT Chat with the Alphabots. Shouts out everybody in the building. We're going to save Cody for last. So we're going to start with Minnow Miner. We got Jay Walker, Peter Nero, R Jam, Carly, Rain Wizard, Infrared, D Rod, Crow. I got to click on your thing to see Crow Merchant. <laughs> <laughs> and and fork gen ft I, I don't know if it's it's actually pronounced that way if i gotta break it up like that but that's what i'm seeing so shout out to everyone in the building all right all right we got co-founder cody james in the building here to break down a whole lot but let's start with uh let's start with christmas man how was christmas new year's happy new year's everybody um, how, it's been some time since we, we've chatted, so, like, how was that for you? Like, welcome back, you know, it's new year, new me type thing, everyone's saying. But, um, yeah, how, how are things? And, and, and then maybe we'll, we'll start off with just a little recap on, on the year in review for Alphabots. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Christmas was good. December is one of those months that, uh, just flies by every time. Uh, but also my birthday is uh, like right before Christmas. Um, so I had to do a little bit with the family then and then go out of town here or there. So it, it was it was busy on top of us still trying to get everything done that we that we needed to. And I know, Junior, I talked to you on the side a little bit. That's why I wasn't in those the past two spaces, just trying to get what we can done before all the madness happens. But um, it's always my favorite time of the year, not only birthday, but Christmas. Everybody's in a good spirits. And everybody's kind of got that like, they're feeling content almost or some people feeling rushed of like oh my god the year's already done i gotta get into the gym in january <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> right. that whole conversation but uh yeah all in all it, it was good man and we we hit some big milestones in, in december so we're ready to really take on 2023 and come out guns blazing yeah and i think in the last space you you sort of shared a bit about I mean, one, some of the things that we're doing to to sort of encapsulate the the project itself to make it e easily digestible for, you know, wherever a new holder may may find us, whether it be YouTube, uh, crypto.com, uh, NFTs, or, you know, just Twitter or something. But yeah, I mean, on Twitter itself and, and in the Discord, there was a nice little thread that kind of recapped um, over the year, what had happened with the bots. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you want to just like share and, and I get the, the footnote version and, and maybe I'll put a link in the in the uh, in the podcast on Spotify as well as we're now on Apple podcast as well. So definitely check it out as well as Google podcast. So a lot more platforms available for you to to tune in. But yeah, like you, you want to give like a quick uh, cliff note on on that thread that you shared? Sure. Yeah. And I think I know the one that you're talking about. It was kind of, it was like a tweet where I checked off a few things that we'd kind of done throughout the year. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. So I, 
I mean, obviously, with it being our first year, you know, it was our our walk onto the scene, and then obviously rolling out a lot of the things that are the pillars of the project. Um, but kind of aside from that, you know, Travis was uh, at the beginning of the year. I think it was around April. He got invited to Las Vegas on behalf of Maxon to to speak about his process and kind of went over generative art and how to make it within uh, cinema 4d and kind of tie that to a set of data to then render and gender it or render it all out. So, um, that was really cool. And, um, you know, that was at the beginning of the year. So he got some recognition there. Our site went on to win, um, an award and get some recognition there. Um, I just had tweeted something today that I did. I added up all of the, the times and that was including chapter seven, which is coming out tomorrow, but there's an hour and 15 minutes and 48 seconds worth of lore that we had um, established all up till now. So um, yeah, then rolling up 20,000 plus NFTs, the alphabets plus the weapons and then plus all the things in the gallery. Um, and then, you know, hitting our first big, uh, you know, pivot with um, deciding to move over to Polygon, which obviously hasn't happened yet, but that was something that definitely got addressed and, and figured out. And um, I just got off a call with Zenmunk too with BBA stuff, but then we started talking about the, the stuff with Polygon. So, you know, with it being the first year and not even the first year, I think that's what, 10 months now? We dropped on February 20, uh, was it 24th or 28th? Um, so yeah, it's really only been the first ten months. So now we're kind of coming up on our uh, first year anniversary, and you know I'm I'm proud of all the things that we were able to accomplish, uh, and and that we consistently pulled through the the entire year. You know there were um, a few week gaps here or there that people would have wished to seen more out of us, but that's you know because I think we set that tone of we're just pumping out content. We can generate this content in many forms. Um, and you're, you're constantly getting to see these PFPs in, from different angles and alive and moving. And it's not just the same um, artwork over and over again. So I feel like uh, in 2022, we created a, a big body of work and we're able to roll a lot of that out um, uh, while also kind of going through some things that'll set us up for success this year. So I'm, I'm really pumped about it. And um, yeah, I feel like we, we hit a lot of things. So I'm ready to just carry that momentum this year. Yeah, and I, I don't know why I was, uh, for some reason, I thought that it was early March that the project launched. I, I just know that I was a day late from the um, reveal, I guess, or, or the mint. But now that I'm thinking about it, I, I think my first bot slash first NFT was like a birthday present to myself because my, I have a late February birthday. <laughs> so so that's pretty cool to, to, to know that it's not far off that that time period so every time my birthday i can i can be reminded that it's also the birth time of of, of alphabet society but uh, like okay so so to to piggyback off of that like there's i mean and and just to if i could share my my thoughts on on just the creative process of at least like how it's been from day one essentially plus plus a day if you want to be exact but um actually seeing the transformation of the animation itself from from you, the YouTube side. I know we had a period, I maybe share what chapter that was, I can't remember exactly, where where you mentioned, you know, Travis really stepped up the animation itself. 
and now like had was just using more like Pixar like animation type tools and and I think like the the Alphabot rendering itself had to had to be changed a little bit but now like that's why we're seeing like the the bodies moving and running around within the animation but obviously I can I'm just imagining that 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 has caused more time and, and development and just being able to have more for lack of better terms like ligaments for the bots that are moving within the episodes right yeah absolutely and, and yeah what that's called is, is rigging so rigging. You know, he made the characters <laughs> and then he, he rigged it uh so that you can then um put motion capture data in there to uh to make them move and make them come to life so yeah i think that was like chapter five it was in between chapter four and five that he um went in and did all that with a lot of the characters so yeah if you watch that it's not so much just scenes where the camera's moving through a frame and then maybe the head and armor moving a little bit he was able to now add that and, and bring them to life more so that that's a trend that we plan to continue you know going into this year is just adding more to that pr- production value and um to speak on that for a second behind the scenes you know we we start to build out a lot of these characters build out a lot of these scenes and assets that then be reused and built upon over time uh, so we really are creating an entire world besides what you're just seeing, like the, all of the files that make up all of the models that are in this project is just growing uh, um, all the time. So, and, and then Travis is one of those people that he'll build it one day and then he'll maybe rig it up or, or fine tune it the next day. And then we'll come back like right now in this, in chapter seven, he's able to reuse um, some HUD uh, designs that we had used in chapter two. Um, in that content that was on Theodore's hard drives, he just pulled something from there, re- revised it, reworked it for this chapter. So it, it's just cool to, like, th- this is a body of work. We've really created a giant body of work within the past 10 months. And it's only getting more intense. I think, I think just, just, uh, just a thought, hypothesis, but by, by next winter, I don't think Travis will need to heat his house anymore because, like, with all the space that he's accumulated on his hard disk from <laughs> from all the different episodes, he, half his apartment or house or whatever he's got is just going to be, like, servers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's already got um, a pretty big rack that's got the the like the storage in it. And when we had dissolved our creative firm, he took our... Um, it was called a NAS. So it's basically it's a storage unit at your house that then you can connect to your local internet and uh, then just have access to all the files that are on that local storage unit. So yeah, he's got, oh, man, I don't even know. Definitely over 20 terabytes worth of space. Um, so yeah, but yeah, he, 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 I got to take a picture of his office one day because his computer alone is a little mini fridge. I know I keep saying that, but <laughs> it, it's just a big, you see it in the corner and you're like, what do you have in there? And he's like, no, that's my computer. <laughs> oh, okay. What is, what is 20 terabytes in terms of uh, animated video time? Like that's, um, right? Like you get a terabyte on a thumb drive nowadays. So um, like what, how, what does one of these videos take up? What is the hour and a half of playtime we have currently um take as far as storage goes for for the video the rendering and all that other stuff that's a good question and actually uh i kind of wanted tomorrow you know how when you're in your uh windows you can like select files and it'll tell you how much file size all that is i'm gonna have to have highlight the whole alphabet drive we'll see how much it actually is um but not all, like all that 20 terabytes isn't taken up by alphabet stuff that's just like the local storage that he has so um but yeah i'm actually i'm curious but i don't know off the top of my head 
but now you got me thinking about it. And I, I don't know if anyone else saw, but he, I think, I don't know if it was, if he actually posted today, but I saw on Instagram, Travis posted this pretty cool animation that he did. It was, I mean, all of them are really cool, but the one he posted today was, was like, um, it was like a square, 3D square going back and forth with different designs, just showing like light work. I don't know, man, I, the stuff he does is, is just cool. I'm sure it's like another concept type of art but but you bring me up to a point that i actually can't recall if i can share this or not so stop me but it was around around like the 3d models that um potentially you guys are thinking about doing stuff with in regards to like providing it to to holders is that something you want to talk about because i got pretty pretty hyped up when i started to hear about that because that's gonna just open up the opportunities um, for holders and and what they can actually do with their ip rights yeah yeah i can touch on it a little bit um this is i don't want to say it's an around the corner thing but it's definitely a coming up thing of uh and i think i've talked about this before but of providing the the 3d model of the alphabots that you own um to the holders and this is going to be something that we want to incorporate into this dashboard in the site that you can connect and then view your assets through the alphabot lens uh but then also by connecting to the site and viewing your assets there we want to offer the downloadables of obviously you can download your high-res thing but then download the 3d model of your alphabet so that people could um, do things with that and, and do whatever they, they want with it. And the example I talked about with Junior, which I, I thought was awesome, was um, I saw a guy on Twitter a few months ago that he owns a, a board ape and uh, he's a personal chef. And I think I've talked about this on here before, but he, he's a personal chef and he wanted to use his board ape as his brand identity for his personal chef uh, business. And um, obviously he had to hire somebody to like remake his um, board ape a little bit and then animate it like um, chopping up some food and making a dish and, and make the video uh, like board apes didn't provide that to them. But I want to, without being a 3d project, we could easily provide those assets to people. And then if they so want to take it upon themselves and uh, work with somebody that could bring it to life or animate it and, you know, further the IP rights that you can um, have by owning an alphabet. So yeah, that that's definitely something that we're going to be, uh, providing to people in in due time uh, for those who want to take advantage of that and not only the the 2D artwork but your your 3D file of your specific bot. So I think that'll be fun to see what people do with it. That's awesome. What's up, Mino? So I I obviously love the idea of that because I have Ricky and Gala and a handful of other you know alpha bots that I'm uh, building my own little choose your own adventure story around. Um, so that'd be cool for me to get a chance to make little animated videos, but it brings up another point too. And that's um, the, the different biomes that, that Travis made. I'm, I'm really curious Did he, um, did he just draw out pictures of those or are those actually 3d models that he can move the camera around and take pictures of at different angles? Um, is that part of, are those going to be part of the gameplay later or the, the availability of a, of a world where it's a true alphabet world or, are these just like ideas that he's sketched up um, to show pictures of? Wait, what biome are you talking? What do you mean? What is he? So uh, the the five different uh, NFTs that we got awarded a while back. There's uh, you know like uh, a handful of the really rare ones, and uh, you know quite a few of the other ones. But it was uh, oh the scenes like the, the, like the day in the lives of each of those characters. Yeah, yeah, like the revitalize and stuff like that. 
they all showed different types of areas. And I'm curious if those were actual full 3D models that he completed, completely did, or just stuff he kind of sketched up. Well, yeah, yeah, those are like full 3D scenes. So, uh, and obviously you're seeing from the perspective of the camera in that, that scene, but yeah, like that that is a, a 3D environment and a 3D model. Um, <clears throat> as it relates to pieces like that that we push out in the gallery, obviously right now their their scene is just additional collectibles, uh, uh, like other rewards that we're able to give to people in the form of NFTs that kind of bring to life the world a little bit more. Um, but yeah, we want to then circle back at some point and do something related to that. Like if you own one of these pieces, then you get this ability or you're able to participate in this thing or, or you know, something reward our gallery holders uh, with some sort of perk in some way. <clears throat> but to your question of kind of like, aren't you going to be able to walk around that world? Uh, I mean, not, I don't want to say like there's anything soon that's going to happen like that, but ultimately, yeah, I would love to, eventually get to a point that alphabet society is a world that we could walk around in nothing nothing like other side or anything like that but you know that there's ways to kind of gamify and include um these 3d world that we're building within the story into some sort of medium in the, in the web or something that people could interact with awesome and i'm sorry i i forget so often that we're talking in a recorded space where all the the wind crowd can can ask their questions. When I said that, I was referring to five to ten years from now, um, when the projects had a legitimate amount of time to advance, not like tomorrow. Um, so yeah, just to clarify that. <laughs> I want to know when when the rest of your bots are going to get names because it's kind of messed up that like you know you keep posting the picture of your two bots and there's two with names and then the other two are just left astray. Like come on, like. Talk about like a loving collector. I get it. I get it. Um, but I, I have a very strict uh, rule about naming my bots and it's totally geeky and um, probably doesn't make sense to many people, but I only give them their name once they make it into the story because their, 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 their activity in the story um, is part of their name. I, I named them um based off of who they are and i don't know who they are until they make it in the story like gala um is so ricky is um is named kind of after me because that started in the uh in the initial story writing challenge um and so ricky is named ricky because one of the nicknames for reconnaissance marines is ricky recon and so that's where he got his name from gala is uh named after galandriel uh, off of uh, lord of the rings who is a, a war general and she's named that because she plays a total badass fighter in the storyline. So, so they all have their, they all get their names for, for reasons. And so I can't name them until they have a part in the story. I, I, I honestly thought that uh, Ricky was named after the boy band, pretty Ricky. And it was just because he was an entertainer and enjoyed singing R and B and dancing. <laughs> You had to do them like that. <laughs> of course, of course. No. See, it's a totally different trait. It's the, the ability to adapt and blend in. That's why he's reconnaissance. Oh, yeah. Mr. Entertainer, the entertainer. 
But okay, so so obviously tomorrow is a really big day for Alpha Boss Society. Uh, we've got a massive chapter drop, and we're also going to be jumping into a new community-led activation. So yeah, I know you've 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 shared a little bit in the past about it, but obviously tomorrow being the big day, the drop day, maybe I, I don't know, guys. What do you think? We, maybe maybe we we do do a little spatial community watch party again um and 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 rock that but um yeah like like do you want to share a bit more cody about about uh what what's the calm little sneak preview i i believe we're going back in the time right um and 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 getting a viewpoint that that was um that that, that at least from a from a watcher perspective we obviously didn't see that so so we're getting a bit more information back in information about what happened during this one point so yeah do you want, do you want to share that yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, starting off the new year with new chapter drop, chapter seven. Um, and yeah, and this one, it, to quickly recap chapter six, to, to remind everybody, you know, we left off with uh, Amron and Regan you know, returning to Elkswood Garden and being like, hey, we, we found the protos. There's some protos on the side of this cliff over here. And all of the leaders are like, what are you talking about? You've been gone for days and you're over here talking about protos that no, we've got the preservation leader coming in. You can't be talking like that. Just go over here. We'll handle it with you in a second. Let us cool down the preservation leader and uh, tell her everything's okay. Well, when she shows up and, you know, Raid's sprinting off from his ship now because now he's found Regan and he's like, oh, my God, they found the protos perfect. Let's go meet up with them. Uh, you know, we couldn't keep it that simple. So when when uh, Raid's almost there, he sees the preservation leader land and she steps off and she's infected. So... Uh, and you guys had left that decision with, as opposed to stopping the preservation leader before she gets to Elkswood, that we're going to go and meet up with Regan and Amrin. So that's where we're going to pick up again in Chapter 8. But for Chapter 7, we're going back in time a week to kind of learn how this preservation leader became infected. Uh, but not only that, get an update on Fora, Zeke, and Theo. Because if you remember from the from the outpost, Fora had kind of stepped out to try to stop Alderos from opening up the, the lab and letting Shepard out. But as soon as he stepped out, he infected the whole army and took her hostage. Um, Theo decided to put on the, the cloak and kind of look like a, a merchant, an infected merchant, and blend in with the army. And, you know, Zeke had kind of got his ship with Raid, but they split off and went their separate ways. So, yeah, Chapter 7 is going to take us to Valerie and kind of get an update on everything that took place there. Um, so it's going to be super exciting. I feel like it's like a really rising action part of the story. But also this activation is going to be something new. And it's going to be more call to action like the Chapter 2 activation, which was still probably our most popular one to date. Um, so that'll be fun to kind of have everybody involved there. But... Um, so there's not necessarily a decision at the end of the chapter. It's going to start this activation with five mini decisions Ooh. all related to um, – oh, I almost kind of spilled a bean. I don't know. Got to be careful what I say a little bit. But it's coming tomorrow, so it's going to be okay. But, uh, but yeah, so it'll be fun. But what's interesting about this activation is – and me and my girlfriend did the probability the other night. Uh, I'll, I'll share it with you in a second. But with these five decisions – it's basically like A or B, but there's a right or wrong answer. So you go until you get something wrong, because if you get something wrong in this case, it ultimately leads to the 
downfall of a character. Um, so, and we don't want that to happen. So there's right and wrong decisions throughout this part of the story. Uh, and for those who make it all the way through, then uh, they'll be eligible for the reward. And we did the probability on getting uh, five. The way I worded it was, what's the probability of getting five true or false questions all right? And it said 5%. Oh, my <laughs> so, gosh, yeah. Uh, so I, I think that those numbers add up, but at least that's what Google told me when I Googled it real quick. So um, that'll be interesting. Like, there's a 5% chance that people will get all five of these things right. So I'm kind of anxious to see. Me and Travis were kind of thinking, like, okay, well, what if everybody's knocked out by the third <laughs> uh, thing? Like, what what happens there? Um, so we've got some fail safes in place, uh, for that, just in case, or some, or some backup ideas. Uh, but for those who make it all the way through, I mean, that'll be, that'll be awesome. And, uh, I I saw people talking about this a little bit. They were like, is it going to, are the, do you have to know all of the lore in order to answer these questions correctly? Uh, and somebody even said, hopefully it's not questions about things talked about in the space. And I was like, what, why, why would we do that? (laughs) But, um, so in this case, it's related to exactly what we just went over in chapter seven. So you'll you'll read the chapter or watch the chapter, the 10 minutes of the chapter, and then um, th- those decisions will be based off what happened there. And some of them are, you know, like instinctually based, like what would, what would you do in this moment? Because all the decisions are like heat of the moment decisions. It's like, all right, what do you do? The, like arms in the air coming down. What, what's happening here? Are you blocking or are you jumping to the side? Um, so it'll be it'll be really fun to see and these things are going to take place over so five decisions over 10 days so each each decision everybody will have 48 hours which should be plenty of time for this uh global community that we're working with um but it should be plenty of time for everybody to kind of put their vote in and i'm anxious to see what people are going to say in the discord as far as like people really campaigning for one direction and then people are like all right i guess i'll go there because a lot of people are saying that and then all those right. people get knocked out <laughs> and they're going to be like, dang it, junior. Why'd you tell us? That? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny. Uh, what Jay Walker said the other time that, uh, I mean, we, we, we know that one of us is getting knocked out in the first round because one, what, you know, when one says one answer, the other one says the other one. So guaranteed one of us is getting knocked out in the first round and, and, and um, it's not per bot. Right. So, Jay Walker, we all know that Jay Walker is unfortunately not going to be knocking out all 200 plus of his bots. And yo, shouts out, we got NG in the building as well from Malaysia. How we doing? Our international ambassador, NG Carson. <laughs> Thanks for joining yeah, us, shout man. Out NG. He was he was at one point um, the largest holder, and then Jay Walker came around and was like, "Huh, listen." <laughs> this town ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> no, hey, Junior. Hey, Cody. Hey, everyone. Hey, Hi. Good morning. Good evening. How's it going, What's man? going on, NG? Yeah, all good. All good. <laughs> no, great to have you, man. So, I, NG, I mean, just to give you a chance to, to chat here, tell us, like, what what is really, you know... I, I guess yeah. Would you would you mind sharing a bit? Because I will say, like, you were one of the first people that were in the Alphabot community. That when I heard more about your background and just your successes, 
and how bullish you were on the project, it, it, it instilled my confidence, you know, it increased my conviction in the project. It, ma it made me feel good that I, I, you know, that I was spending, yes, <laughs> a lot on some alpha bots, but, you know, then I was like, oh yeah, NG knows what he's doing. So yeah, this, this is definitely, I'm, I'm on the right track. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still holding my alpha bond. Uh, I didn't look at the full price at all, actually. Uh, to me, for all the NFT project, it need time to develop. So, I think so far, I think we are we alpha bond almost one year. By 24th February will be the our anniversary, right? I still remember the top date. Wow. So. Well, so I think well, we are coming so far, and I see how Travis and Cody they all deliver what they promised so far on the roadmap. So yeah, I think so far it's still good, and I believe I still have strong belief in this project. Absolutely, man. I mean, just just I think you as a figure within the community just speaks volume because you, you bring so much respect within the the Crowframe community. So yeah, once again, man, it, it was cool to, to see someone, a figure like you within the project and just, so, you know, obviously an investor by trade and in the real world as well to, to you know, all, all the, it checked all the right check boxes, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad to still see, older, especially people like NG who, who just bowled in from the beginning and they're still bullish now and they're still here right now. You know, somebody who really got to see this this whole thing grow from the beginning but still feels super confident in it. You know, that, that gives me a lot of confidence too. That's not like we just cycle out a lot of people that jumped from the beginning and now there's just completely new people here. But we've still got a lot of people here that were here from the very beginning so they're able to watch this uh journey and be involved in this journey with us so it's super reassuring to still have ng here and him showing up in the space right now and getting to connect with him again you know we got a lot of love for ng over here absolutely and shouts out to, to um the people in the crowd now that may have missed the intro in the beginning but we got crypto kai ogs shouts out to all the ogs in the building right now crypto kai patriot I, I think i'm not sure if you were here earlier but shouts out again if that was a second shout out we got castle in the building crypto jt who was mistakenly for me at one point in time because we have very similar usernames <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> it was like wait are you crypto jt crypto junior so very very close very close but builder gang in the building let's go peak few bullish zero degree uh what's what's yours Ro Ro roman ron machine ron machine what's up ron machine davo that's a yeah. nice looking oh i got i got our jam i was gonna give her a second shout out there i'm kidding <laughs> what's up our jam she's been trolling me lately i don't know how i feel about that but anyway um <laughs> you got davo in the building with that nice blue wax build i mean minor and car rex what's up car rex all right but yeah so 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 where were we? we were talking a little bit about the about chapter seven itself i mean yeah i was breaking down that that activation a little bit and i think there was one other thing i kind of wanted to add to the tail end of that of um you know that it's just another like we've every chapter we've done something a little bit different as far as how we try to engage the community or how the decision making process goes or what the rewards are and, and you know it's a part of this kind of social experimenting and and that's the whole kind of part of our project is it's a community led like choose your own adventure so we're gonna try to throw different variables in there get people involved in different ways uh, some like the chapter two one and like this one where it calls 
you to do something every few days. And then some like the infected campaign that you had uh, a whole month to kind of contribute in one way, shape or form. So um, I think that's still like a, a big thing for us and how we're able to kind of introduce things in different ways while still sticking to the medium of our content generator being the, this lore. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's gonna be fun. And especially with the chapter two one being our most engaging one, because people had to talk to each other and, and figure things out. And there was like a start and end point within 24, 48 hours. It, it'll be fun to see it again. So I think the discord will be on fire and give people, um, you know, something to do uh, every every two days, they get to kind of step in and, and go into the Alphabet Society mindset for a little bit and, and participate in something. So, and I want to do a lot more of those this year because they seem to be the ones that worked the most and as far as like building engagement. So, uh, we've got a few activation ideas that call for for more um, participation in that way. So, we're gonna bring yeah. that into this year. I like I like how it's being it's being spaced out a bit. Um, and, and shouts out autism. You're up here on the speaker panel. How did I forget you? Because you, you, you switched on us, but how's it going, buddy? What's up? What's up, guys? What up, how's everybody up? doing? What up, autism? Man. You want to know something cool? <laughs> Let's hear it. I've been to your hood and they never heard of you, bro. <laughs> what? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm just... That's my Ghetto Doves t-shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, I just that's... noticed that's in your PFP. Yeah. <laughs> I had the rocket. I zoomed in on my Ghetto Doves t-shirt, and I was like, oh, that's fly. I, I always, like that. I always forget that, because um, I feel like I, like it stumps me every time. Um, but then, yeah, you, you actually zoom out, and that's that's the shirt that it's rocking. And I'm still holding my, my doves, man. Chilling on the DeFi wall. Can't tell you what exactly is going on with the project, but the art is dope. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, they're waiting for the trooper staking platform to pass over the information, I guess, so they can start doing some airdrops. Ah, okay, okay. No, that's what's up. Yeah. I, I know it's, it's, it's an artist-led project there and doing some cool things. So yeah, I mean, always bullish on on artists, you know, trying to trying to create another revenue stream, support that for sure. So I'm I'm curious, I'm curious because I have been hearing some sediments around like, around like, um, you know, it, some people in the one chat were like, oh yeah, I, I'll I'll help you guys out, but like at the same time, it being fifty fifty versus like there's a, I mean, obviously there will be a right answer. But it just, I feel like this new chapter activation brings a whole different dynamic to the field versus um, in previous chapters where like you knew that you, you would know that you got the right answer, right? When, when it was like the puzzles, because obviously you need the right answer to move on versus like this one, you could guess and you don't know whether you're right or wrong until, you know, you, you, you reveal that. So I, like teamwork doesn't necessarily benefit you that much, you know, um, it, I mean, unless that person is really sure of themselves, right? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be super interesting this round. Right. And and I think that's what's going to be fun about it. And also there's no way, because in the chapter two one, we also dealt with a little bit of cheating. You know, people, some people were able to find what the fragments were. Uh, in this case, that's not going to be the case. So there's going to be, there won't be able to be any cheating. Uh, but also some of these decisions are, are like instinctual um so it 
it's just right for how the story is written. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it's definitely going to be interesting. It's We haven't done anything like this before. Um, but at the same time, I want to paint this picture, too, that the the chapter, the 10 minutes that is the chapter that's going to be in the video, you know, that's kind of part one. And then this whole five decision-making process is a whole other extension to the story because you're, you're still making decisions, but then we're going to release, all right, what were the results of that? And then the continuance from there until the wow. next point of contention so you're basically getting two parts of a story uh from this one chapter and so after it's all said and done we're, we're probably gonna um, animate that second part and, and put that up too so that it can be a part of the the overall lore on the chapter and everything so um i don't want that to go unnoticed either that that this because in um you know the chapter two thing everything that was on those hard drives is like information about the lore, but it's just fragmented information. Whereas in this case, it's a continuance that you're making decisions at each of these points, but it's still a part of the story. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be super cool too, too. And allowed us to kind of progress the story along more. And, um, yeah, pretty big moment at the end of it. Pretty big moment. I can't wait to get the overall reaction. I feel like Minnow's going to be all over it. Yeah, yeah, and and I do have a question, but Minnow, what's up? So it sounds like there's still a good bit of chance in this. Um, or or is it like if you study the lore and you study the chapters and you, you know, and you really look at the character for what they are, can you pick the right answer guaranteed? Or is there a chance that you might just, you might add everything up and think you're, you're picking the right answer and then all of a sudden find out that, oh, this character is a coward and they they run from the fight as opposed to sticking around and fighting. Right. Like, yeah, you won't have to have already seen the first six chapters in like, oh, if you had watched this part in the prologue, then you'll be able to answer this question right. Like, it's not anything like that. The, these five decisions are going to be based on what just happened in the in that chapter. So that should help. Uh, but at the same time, there's one question i know off the top of my head that like it's just how we wrote the story and it is a kind of a game of chance um you could maybe it it kind of depends on your personality type as well like would you would the more reserved person do that or would the more aggressive person do that and And so it kind of plays out like that so and so like with that one there's no way right like there's no way of knowing that one is a a complete dice roll because we're finding out something new with that information exactly just as much as in like a a normal choose your own adventure book like you could know a few things up to that point but then if it's just like you chose the wrong answer just because of that's how you felt you you know your personality type decides to do something like that that could be the that could be your demise because that's your personality type who would rather take that risk you shouldn't have taken that risk so um yeah, uh, it's going to be all over the place, and it's going to be it's going to be fun. But don't feel like you need to study up on the lore to get ready for it, or study up on our posts that we've provided info to know like insider information. It's it's nothing like that. It's all going to be locally contained within that chapter. Okay, but I'm still taking this time to go through all the videos again and study <laughs> up on the lore. Hey, I, I'm good with that too. And I, funny enough, I actually just saw somebody in the Discord today that had asked me, like, "Hey, can I read these anywhere?" And I was like, "Dude, that was like a big update of our website a few months ago. Of course you can read them." And it, it like reminded me 
how many people may not know that you can actually go to our website, click on those chapters, and read everything. The animations are still in there. They're like in between the paragraphs, but you could read it if you'd rather not watch the video. Because I get it. Some people don't want to watch the video. They read faster than how the video is being narrated. But um, yeah, so you you can read them. You can read them or watch them. Multimedia. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that conversation, and I think uh, I think it really um, emphasizes the fact that for this project, the web page is is the landing zone. It's not Discord. It's not Twitter. If you want to find out about this project, you go to the webpage, the the award winning webpage, or award winning. <laughs> yeah, no, I wanted I wanted to touch on that because I, I I realized something that I I don't know if it's just me or maybe other people may be dealing with this as well, but um, you just reminded me of it. But one, I think that an audiobook would be like once this thing is like fleshed out, like having like an audiobook that somebody could could just listen to because I think I don't know if it's 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 ADD or whatever you want to call it because I've not been clinically diagnosed but I know that ever since being in the crypto space I've been all over the place <laughs> um but but I I feel like so, sometimes when I'm watching the chapters um between like reading it and listening it throws me off uh, I don't know is anyone else is anyone else like that <laughs> so I think like just an audio audio or like um, some some visual like that. I I, I don't know. It, it could just be my brain, but um, not, I'm just wondering if anyone else deals with that trouble at times when they're when they're. No, watching. you're you're not wrong, and I'm you're not alone in that. Um, and even personally, me, like I watch the video because obviously I'm helping make it, so I got to watch it and make sure things are in line and everything. But if I were the normal consumer, I'd rather read it, and that's why we put it up. Um, on the site like that. But then even on the YouTube, if you wanted to just listen, you could do it like that as an audiobook. And it's actually kind of cool because we score the music with it too, to kind of help set the tone of what's being what's going on in the story. So it's kind of like an audiobook, but with music involved as well. So we kind of take that extra step. But yeah, at the end of the day, like if you want to see the animations too, you'll have to watch or go on the website to see them. But you could listen to it as an audiobook. You could read it. Um or you could watch, and I know it's just narrated scenes or narrated text and then an animation, but, you know, that's just kind of the format as of right now. But yeah. as we as we grow, you know, we want to dice this up in a lot more ways, and it's also just proof of concept because ultimately we take this to a, to a bigger production house and they help us turn it into, you know, an animated series. You see it with A24 on HBO or, or whatever. You know, this is all just feeding and, and growing the body of work to then grow it into something bigger like look at i had the prime exam and autism uh, i'll say this one last thing i'll let you chime in um but uh, i don't know if anybody's seen on hbo that they just made a live action version of the last of us um what you know that was like a, a really big game yeah. a few years ago and then now they've got like big actors and brought this thing to life and it's on hbo like that and that could definitely be in the witcher the witcher is an example of that that started as a short story then into a video game and then now it, it was the series that it was so you know I, I align with those things and and us building this body of work is to lead us in that direction so it only serves us to continue to add to this uh lore and build out this world Absolutely, um, and I think yeah, that... autism. Sorry, we've been talking forever. Oh no, you're good. I was just, I was just taking it back to high school and claiming my lab partner. I got dibs on Minnow. <laughs> 
right? I know, right? I mean, some some say cheating, some say working together. It's however you want to look at it, you know. <laughs> well, you can come up with like a, a like a collective, but like there are going to be like Cody said, there's going to be certain decisions that you know he's going to you know have a different personality than I do. So it's like we'll agree on some answers, and then he might go left, and I might go right. But you know, you can still come up with a collective conversation. So basically, you're leveraging Minnow to figure out what not to do. <laughs> No, I just know that that man could probably tell you the Lord backwards. <laughs> no, absolutely, but but it's 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 interesting to know now that like necessarily knowing all the Lord may not. I mean, you don't want. I, I'm I'm personally an overthinker. Like I was a person that would change the answer three times, and like the first answer was correct type thing. Um, so <laughs> it, it 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 is going to be interesting just to see to see. Um, yeah, what everyone does, but I, I don't know. I don't have very high hopes for myself right now. I can't lie. But yeah, I'm the same way. That's why I'm lever I'm leveraging my assets. <laughs> I'm leveraging one of my awesome community members to assist me. You know, that's my utility. Yeah, five percent though. That's a that's a that's a small percentage. Like if you think about it, just in terms of Discord or holders. Like, that's like, what? I mean, that's like 10 people making it, <laughs> like, like, like the theoretically, but who knows? Well, we're going to see. But um, I, I don't know. Did someone have their hand up? Yeah, well, another part of that, which will be fun to watch, too, is because you're eliminated as soon as you make a wrong decision. And by eliminated means you just can't participate in the next decision, thus going forward. Uh, to the next one so but you can still watch it and and see and then the fun part will be like what if junior is the last one standing amongst this group of friends and everybody's watching from the sidelines and like kind of contributing their thought because the uh, story discussion channel is still going to be open and so is the general and the verified and the faction master like everybody can still talk but not everybody will be able to vote so that'll be fun especially on the last decision if there's like 10 people that are still eligible and then everybody's like oh my god these are the guys that are still left standing like how right. how is this going to play out for them you know that'll be fun to watch too and people kind of get some uh uh some like glorification a little bit because they're like oh i've got the first four right i'm on to the last one i gotta get this right to actually get a reward you know so i think that part of it will be fun to watch as well as even though you're eliminated you can still see the story evolve so it'll be cool and, and you're gonna see and, a lot of those. What do they call them? Um, armchair quarterbacks. You're gonna see a lot of those people. Exactly. Exactly. The <laughs> driver. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, you should have went right. I don't know why you went left. And then they go left, and then they're right anyway. Exactly. And and did you say that like the story was gonna develop after the five in a row activations, or that? Um, like after each decision, there's going to be like something revealed as well. Yeah. So after the decision is made, then we'll reveal kind of the both routes. Like one of those things like, oh, you chose to go right. Well, Fora falls down a shaft and she dies. Game over. You know, like, but if you chose to go left, here's what happened. And we continue from here. Like we have both sides of the results, but only one of them is the correct path to continue the story forward. Um, so yeah, like you, tomorrow we're getting basically chapter seven, part one, and then over the next ten days will be the 
kind of that, that high intensity moment that is the second half of the chapter that the, it leads to a point that we wanted it to end at but that's because once that is uh, we end at that point and we have the decision from chapter six then we can go into chapter eight with both sides of the of the coin taken care of like we know what's going on in the the preservation and we know what's happened at valerie so now as these characters kind of come back together they have their um kind of journeys that they just went on separately that now they have to find each other and go from there so it's kind of a way to to two chapters to get us to one point which will be in chapter eight i know i know jay walker is over there trying to figure out how to create a Discord or whatever you need to vote uh, for all of his bots. He's like, I will not lose. I am. I am making it to the end. <laughs> what's what's what are my chances with with two hundred plus bots? You know, I, I think I think I can figure this out. <laughs> oh man, but I you guess still end up with one chance, right? One really? person, one vote. Yeah, it's actually Is it one, one person. person, one vote. Because well, with CDC, you can't like. I mean. He, Unless he's got, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jay Walker's a smart guy. He might have two hundred hey. fake IDs and just bust out two hundred KYCs. <laughs> right? Like, remember, like when when we had the the arcade game, right? And and someone figured out how to like <laughs> create a script to just completely rig that whole experience to the point where we had to you know re-engineer the whole thing. But yeah, yeah. you talking about NG? <laughs> ah, was it? Wait, wait. Was was it? <laughs> Yeah, and Jim over here, like holding you on this pedestal, and and you're you were the but one. It was good that he did it, though. You know what I mean? I'd hey, rather once have again. an honest community member do it and figure out the bug than have you know some random Joe Schmo who just so happened to fall onto it and then not say nothing and just kind of run with it. You know what I mean? Like at least we had an honest person do it. Works well, smarter, that's what's right? so funny about it, and I, I I think I told the story after the fact was. uh because we had rolled out during daytime, our time. And then when NG was waking up, it was about right now, it was nighttime. And the game had already been out, and I'd seen some people cheating. And then NG messages me and was like, hey, I could be the number one person uh, very easily. And then I hadn't had a chance to reply to him yet. And then he sends me another message, and he's like, okay, I'm number one now. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, no. But yeah, he, he wasn't the first one, but he definitely proved the prove the point and we had to shut that down but uh you know you, you live and you learn not everything goes exactly how you plan it but I, I think everybody was still able to you know enjoy what that was we we built a little game boy mini game just for a chapter activation that, that is still available to play today by the way like i know it's a pretty simple game but um now that that structure is built i definitely want to add on some more little mini games to that beta boy uh over time now that i've already got that structure built but obviously uh <laughs> clean it up a little bit to not have people be able to run script to play for them but you know it, the, it's there the framework is there yeah that, that was a it's lot of fun. fun i still play it all the time like i have it shortcutted on onto the home screen on my phone so when i'm on break at work i just kind of run through it and see if i could beat my last time i mean i still suck i got like 25 seconds but i'm getting better slowly but surely yeah, and it was a fun little exit because my uh, cousin, I just saw one of my little cousins for uh, Christmas, and he's been talking about how he wants to get into software development. And he, I was like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to I make games. I want to build games. And I was like, oh, check this. So I started like talking to him about 
what we're doing and showed him BBA and then I showed him the little uh, beta bot thing or the beta boy thing. I was like, yeah, see, look, I built this little Game Boy that turns your phone into a Game Boy. And he's like, oh, this is cool. I was like, yeah, see, there you go. A little something, something for you. And he's like 14. Yeah, he's 14. So, um, but yeah, he enjoyed it. So I definitely want to add on to it with some other mini games as we go forward. Like a mini racing game. Man, I'm gonna get Travis on here soon to talk. He, he's got some ideas for something with racing, um, and I keep telling him, "Hey, I, if, if you're about it, I'm about it." But it's a it's an undertaking. But he's he's got some ideas. Maybe I'll get him to come on and hash it out at some point if he if, if he gets to work on it. <laughs> that is, I, you know, we don't want to put something out there and be like, "Ah, psych, never mind." But yeah, we'd love to have Travis and his mustache in here. He can bring his cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to say, say that picture I posted. As long as we're not racing kitty cats, <laughs> you know, as long as we're not racing cats, I'm good with the racing game. Yeah, I think these bots would look so cool in in like carts, like like just like some type of like mini cart racing game with our bots it's, that has just bobbing. It's you know. air races. Check the machinist floor. Mario Kart, man, like Mario Kart. Like I literally bought a projector just to blast it on my wall. So it's like, I don't know, 180 inches just to play Mario Kart. Like, I love that game. It's, I don't even know how old it is, 20 years, and I still play it. Same. I bought a Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like, in Mario games, like, they typically don't go down in price. So it was funny because the Super Nintendo console was like 45 bucks. But Super Mario Kart was 50 bucks, so the game cost more than the console, but I still bought it anyway just because, you know, it's my jam. I definitely spontaneously, like, had, a, had an impulse buy, what, maybe like two years ago? When did the Switch come out? A few years back now. But just to play Mario Kart and Smash Bros. <laughs> and oh. Zelda. Oh. Zelda's that ish, bro. Zelda is, is the truth on the Switch, man. I love Zelda. Oh, speaking of gaming stuff, and, and this can probably be like one of my last topics, unless you guys had some other questions to go over. Uh, you know, I don't want to go too far over an hour, but um, I, I wanted to kind of air this out a little bit. It's something I've been thinking about and, and read about, actually. So uh, because a big push earlier in 2022 was, you know, gaming involved in NFTs. And I mean, we're a project that is pushing out a game in the form of BBA. Um, But then you've got people that are pushing, like they're going to make these video games, like these intense video that you play as your PFP and go on missions or or, or do whatever you want to do. Like however they plan to build that out. Um, And one of those projects that was actually like a big inspiration project for us a few years ago uh, or not years ago but you know feels like years ago to have the the mechaverse if anybody's up on that uh project you know they were one of the the leading projects coming out at the end of 2021 and had a big push and um you know their their the price of a mecha was at five six eight eth or something like that but then over 2022 you know they locked in and were starting to build out this whole game which they uh talked about from the very beginning and they started building it out and and it was people just started to lose interest and then just 
to, like at the end of this last year, they started teasing it, and um, you could actually go into. They partnered with this uh, company called Core Games, and you could go in and see the Mechaverse world that they had created, and see your Mecha within this garage. But then, just a few days ago, they put out the. Um, they called like the training center or something, where you could actually go and get your Mecha, and then control them and actually battle in game. It there so they're, they're delivering on everything that they said they would and to me it's really cool i, I still am super inspired by what metaverse is doing and the quality of the work uh, but it's interesting to see that it's not being well receptive from the um nft community and it's it, i feel like that's a weird disconnect of you know they're really catering to gamers and nfts within gaming uh, but then you've got you know a lot of the nft community right now looking at them as uh uh, investment for financial tools and yes that sounds good to the consumer but to the holder they're like i personally don't play games or why would i spend this was the conversation me and travis had earlier today was uh you know what justifies the the big price cost in between those things because you could buy a mecca on the floor for it's like 0.58 eth right now maybe 0.6 but then you may like one that's one eth but why would you pay more if the gaming experience is still the same other than just the aesthetic you know fortnite had that in there that you would pay money to get skins so that your character could look better in the game but comparatively you know you're not spending hundreds if not thousands of dollars difference um to get those things and and have like that much better like do you get a two times three times better experience in the game because you spend that much more money you know so i I, i'm interested long term to see how that plays out because i think they are leading the front on that and i like what they're doing Um, but i'm interested to see if uh nfts in gaming in that format um like like what how does that world evolve and how does it grow from here um because I also saw an article from EA that when they had announced that they were going to start getting into Web3 earlier in 2022, then they kind of got a lot of backlash on NFT Twitter. And the whole point of the article was basically that NFT Twitter bullied gaming out of NFTs. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of, I mean, I could see it. I saw it in my own little isolated bubbles. But uh, it's interesting that at NASA's, you know, they're writing articles about that too. And then seeing what's going on with Megaverse, you know, I'm kind of just connecting some dots but i don't know i'll step down for a second and hear what you guys have to say but i I thought that was kind of an interesting topic and also something that we're kind of related in because our big push and utility that we're talking about right now is bba and it is a game it's not a video game but it's like a gamified experience that is an expansion of our project so we're kind of uh on that side of the fence as well and so it'll be interesting to see how the gaming industry takes up nft gaming and if it's actually accepted or adopted long term in the ways that you know the ecosystem is right now it's it's super interesting to me um hearing hearing about like overall like the the adoption of nfts or web3 in the gaming world my brother like he's he's fairly up there in the in the youtube world and yeah he tells me all the time it's like yeah man they don't like they don't like NFTs. They don't like Web three, but I think there's so much benefits that comes in for it. And I think when I did a poll the other day and I asked what people were most bullish on, like gaming, access pass, social pass. I forget what the other thing was. And you know, what it seemed like Web three people like gaming one um, very narrowly, but it, it was yeah, it was, it was the number one thing. But um, autism. What are your thoughts? 
It, I think the biggest issue is people have a very unrealistic expectation. Like, people forget that, you know, we started off at Atari, you know, what, 30 years ago. There's been how many Xboxes, how many Nintendo since then? Like, gaming has evolved over 30-plus years, 40 years, just to get to where it's at now. So it's like the fact that people think that, you know, that they're going to be playing GTA with their NFTs is just ridiculous. And I think people need to understand that stuff like that takes, it takes years and it takes, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes to, to come out with products that are that high quality. So like the expectation has to come down a little bit, especially in the beginning when it's the early stages, because unless you're backed by like an EA or Ubisoft or something like that, like you're not going to have that big bankroll to just, go out there and go through trial and error and nfts you know how it is you know one month you're hot next month you're not so it's like like you said with that time scale what was good in 2001 is forgot about in 2002 even if they crush it in 2003 people still aren't going to remember it from 2001 the people that are going to adopt it are going to be the people from 2003 that see it right then and there so it's it's the expectation of where our video games are in general now as to where NFT Web3 gaming is just developing, I think, is where all of the misconstruedness comes into play. And that was perfect timing, Autism, because uh, we're, we're back up. Uh, Minnow, what's up? So I, I, I like to think of it as hype kills projects. And, and for me, that's the... That, that too great of expectation right off the bat. Um, and that's that causes that high, high, which gets followed by that low, low, which is the perfect time to buy. Um, but then I, I, I think that what happens is they get that high, high, and it takes people away from the mindset that this is a project. And they go, oh, this is tradable art. And, and NFTs right now are like that lost little kid running around ramming itself into walls, not knowing what the heck it's doing, um, trying to figure out what, what NFTs are, right? That's one of the reasons I love this project is because it's not, it's not you know, like it's defined. We have, we know what this project is about. It's about the lore and the storyline and the being involved with the community to choose your, choose your adventure and stuff. Um, but, but there's people that look at these and they're like, oh, that's good artwork. I'm going to I'm going to buy, sell, and trade that artwork, and it's going to skyrocket because that's what happens on occasion. Um, but this this isn't this is a storyline project that has really great artwork because Travis is you know a freaking baller in this space and and does national conventions on how to art and Web three. Um, and so that's we're really fortunate for that. But this this is about the lore and storyline, right? That is this project. So and I think a lot of people don't don't know how to define what an NFT project is or, or what type of project a given NFT is for that matter. Yeah. 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 No. Sorry. Sorry. Art is very subjective. You know what I mean? Like what one person likes somebody else might not like, but video games, you know, whether you like Fortnite or not, because there's a hundred million people playing it, you're going to play it. You know what I mean? But NFTs don't work like that. So it's, it's definitely, somebody banging their head against the wall because they're still trying to find like their perfect lane and you know takes time right and autism you just brought up a point that uh, me and travis had talked about too of 
because we were talking about the mechaverse stuff, there's 10,000 mechas. So at most, you could have 10,000 players compared to, and he looked up Fortnite and there was like 3 million active players. You know, they don't, they are the biggest or one of the biggest games because they, they can do that. People just have to create an account and play. Whereas NFT gaming, a lot of what people are saying right now is you own that NFT. So thus that's your ticket to play. And the more you have, you can play as more characters, but that, that limits and caps the amount of people that can actually play. So that's where, like, if you're not careful, you can box yourself in by saying um, you're making a game because then you have a, a cap that you could get to as far as players, and that doesn't serve well as a game. You want to be able to service, you know, anybody who wants to come and play and interact with it. Um, so, and, and that's things that we've thought about here with BBA that we can introduce ways for people to play, but they don't own the alphabets they're playing the owners own them and they have their own special privileges and perks based on that. Um, and you know, th- those will be things that we roll out when we cross that bridge. But I-, I think that's like a thing that we thought about is we don't want that to be a cap. That's a very big roadblock for NFT gaming. If you box yourself in like that. So it's important to kind of see that limitation and, and try to come up with solutions that step sideways from that. And, and I think kind of to, to encapsulate on what I'm hearing, because I think it's, it's very much a good point, is that the space is still very young and it still needs to mature. And I think you're still definitely getting like the retail investors that, you know, are coming from the crypto highs and still looking for those quick, um, quick plays. Well, not not obviously not everybody, but but I think that in terms is actually hurting a lot of projects. Um, not having that long-term mindset. And just to touch a bit on on the gaming aspect, I think, yeah, it, it was a discussion that we had in, in one of the Mighty Llama group chats or, or spaces where we were talking about, like, the fact that it's, there's so much good, actually, in Web2 that is working really well. Um, and obviously, there's great benefits to Web3, why we're all here. Um, however, like people trying to reinvent the wheel, like trying to do the same thing in Web3 doesn't always make the most sense. And so actually creating a, a game where you're able to to benefit anybody that doesn't have NFTs, but always like looking back and rewarding the holders was something that, you know, it, it just just made sense. And I think a lot of more at least at least projects that are getting my attention are the ones that are like that are like mixing the two the the, the two ecosystem together, like taking what's best in web two, taking what's best in web three and combining it. And it sounds like, you know, that's sort of what the alpha bots are looking to do as well. Not not, you know, cap themselves um with 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 um you know the limitations of of nfts because there are limitations um but but how can we work with nfts and also um benefit you know web 2 but also bring it back you know the 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 the, sort of the rewards back to those those og holders but uh, i think it was autism first right you know i i know i definitely know that we've all most of us in this room we've had this conversation before about like you know, mass adapting the game and how you get, you know, more than 10,000 people to play this game when there's only 10,000 PFPs or NFTs. And I thought about that for a while. And it's like, what if you could do, like, say, 10 default characters that people who weren't OGs and didn't collect the original set, they got to use one of these 10 default characters 
which you could still master dot people and they could play with like one of these default characters. But if you were an earlier investor and you got one of these originals, you would have like your own actual PFP to play with in the game. Like I think that would be the best way to kind of adopt to the masses and not box yourself in. Right. And on that token, I'll kind of give you a little bit of insight on what I'm thinking. I don't want to spill too many of my beans right now. I don't want people to <laughs> take my idea, but we're we'll making rice, bro. Plan. Come on, spill them. I'm just, uh, I'm just adopting something I've already seen to kind of what we got going on. So again, going back to, for those of you who were here at the beginning of the conversation and we were talking about video games and how I lock into maybe one for a few years and then I'll play it every now and then the, the apex legends is what I'm, now so something that they do that there's this model that they have that um i kind of want to adopt into what we got going on but you can play apex for free and when you play you get experience which then gives you these little packs that you can unlock as you reach new levels but if you pay for their battle pass then the types of rewards that you get are more exclusive because you're in that paid tier so i imagine something similar like that with our side of it with bba and the paid tier being being a holder like you can come in and play for free as a non-holder and play as other people's alpha bots and maybe there's that perk that if you own the bot you can name the bot and that's what people are playing with but then in order to get in and then earn rewards like a different tier of rewards as a holder then you own the bot and you can earn different rewards based on the bots that you actually own versus the bots that you're just playing with. Um, and that again, that's kind of like formulated from what Apex does with their battle pass. There's the free tier and the paid tier. Um, and then you just get more exclusive things based on what tier you're in. So I, I imagine it's being something similar to that and kind of like what you said, autism. You, you could you have these 10 base characters. Uh, or base bots that people could come in and, and play as, and they could grow their team from there. But because they don't own any of them, they're not in that holder exclusive tier. They, the types of rewards or the amount of points that they own, or the even the abilities that you can unlock uh, because you're not a holder within the game, could could be based on that. Uh, same thing with RuneScape. You know, you could play RuneScape for free, but if you were a member, you paid that five bucks and then eventually went up to ten bucks. But then you could go into the member areas of the world and then uh, grow your skills that are member only skills. You know, there's kind of like that that threshold and those um, the access kind of that you offer to people and, and kind of try to incentivize people to pay extra. But then the big thing to see there is, you know, right now it's what 70 bucks to get an alpha bot that's not too bad it's like a video game but what if when we move things go well and then suddenly it's two thousand dollars for a floor of an alpha bot you know then you have to kind of justify that that pay scale versus what you're being rewarded with uh in the game to kind of find that that balance because that goes back to what i was saying with mechaverse earlier of what justifies paying half an ETH versus paying two ETH? Like, how much different is my gaming experience other than what my character looks like? Um, but that could be a, a big thing for some people. You don't, you don't know. So, but yeah, I just kind of want to put that out there. It's like, I'm thinking about it, <laughs> and there, there are ways to adopt this, I believe, um, into the NFT gaming side of things. But like you said, Junior, it's like just taken from Web two. Web two isn't completely bad. Like, there's a reason we're still using it right now, but. Uh, there are ways to kind of adopt what's going on there and introduce it into Web3 and, you know, continue to grow from there. What's up, Mendo? 
So I think this is this is cool and this kind of um, this is kind of a, a great uh, place to insert really uh, a couple of issues I have with the current NFT um, community or purchasers or however you want to say it. One is is that everyone, though not everyone, there's a lot of people that think NFTs are all the same, right? And they're not because the NFT is just an access pass and that's it. Um, the NFT is an access pass in this case to the Alphabot Society and it and what, what they want to give us for being that access pass holder. So to me, even though I have Ricky's access pass to Alphabot Society, right? Um, Alphabot 35, one of the first ones created, probably pretty much better than any naturalist out there. Um, but that's because he's an entertainer, right? And so uh, I, I have this one access pass and whatever Alphabot Society um, wants to provide me for having that alphabet pass is what it is. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm the only person who gets to play that character in the game. Um, it doesn't mean that when I go in the game, I'm going to play that character. That would be super cool if that's what happens. And it also doesn't mean that there's going to be a game, right? It could just be a, a piece of art. It could be um, just the storybook. It could be, uh, you know, uh, a thing, that, you know, just an access pass to win um alphabet society hits it big and buys a yacht we can all go hang out on the yacht together and i get on the yacht for free right like um these these nfts are whatever the creators want to give us access to um and they're not all the same and and it can be for a a plethora of different things right and so um i think that's a really important thing to hit on and to keep hitting on um especially as we're doing these these podcasts is is to really try to help define what an nft is um and and then beyond that try to really help define what alphabots is in the nft world because not everything that alphabots does has to be based on the nft right the nft is just an access pass for the things that that cody and travis wanted to have access to. And and I think that's such a great point. I'm um, going back to like just the maturity in the space because I know I've seen you tweet about it, uh, Cody, about just like you know seeing wanting to see that bit more maturity in the space and and almost how like our ways to begin to almost token gate the assets in a way because yeah you, you you do have I mean especially I think that would be good because it'll help people better understand um the type of investment that they're making but right now like yeah you, you just you just can't really you there's there's no real control mechanism which I don't necessarily know if that's the right word or whether it's needed but I do think that you know the wrong players in the in the right project could could hurt the project at the end of the day um just because you know you, you give you give up a bit of that control when you when you go jump into DeFi and allow people just to do whatever they want, you know, with their assets. But um, yeah, I actually wanted to just open up because I know we were speaking about this, and you, and Cody, you'll be joining us on Monday. But I think this is a really good conversation um, about just knowing what you're doing in the space and 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 learning how to navigate the space uh, better when it comes to investing and even like on the creator side. So um, I'll be, I'll actually be, we'll be spinning off like a, a another show right now. It's being coined um, web three office hours. Um, we have, we have the um, one of the vice presidents of block dojo, which is essentially like a VC firm slash incubator lab in the blockchain space who will be joining me co-hosting 
And the idea behind that is is the the first topic of on the agenda is going to be around community versus utility. Like, what is it? It spurred up in a tweet poll that really got a lot of attention and got people talking. And and overall, yeah, we we just thought it'd be a, a super healthy, open discussion debate to to talk about. Hey, like, what is more valuable? Not that there, I think there is a, a, a an actual answer, but I but overall, what I felt would be super valuable is that having that open discussion and allowing people to really understand, like, hey, when you're jumping into an NFT project, especially if you have expectations for it, you should probably know like what type of a project you're jumping into. Is it a short term or long term investment, right? And 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 getting perspectives from not just collectors but also founders themselves to like really really talk through that that topic i thought would be would be cool so 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 far we have a pretty loaded lineup cody will be there with a few other project creators that i'm sure you all know um but yeah yeah i i know i know we are i'd say like 15 minutes there but definitely wanted to to share that nothing's even been officially posted yet but we're getting a nice lineup in play for for monday and and thank you for joining us again then but do we have any other questions? Yeah, I was about to say, if there's anybody with a question, I think we could end it off with that. But uh, I feel like we, we covered a lot. You know, we got to talk about Chapter 7. I got to give a little bit of insight on, on everything revolved around that, recap, you know, last year. And I, I think we're showing, you know, we, we're coming out guns blazing this year. It, we, it's day five, but all of this week we've had something to post to get ready for chapter seven. And that was kind of a whole reason we pushed chapter seven to after Christmas, because we know it's a, it's a busy period at the end of December and we want to, you know, get, let people get a chance to get back in the groove of things so that they can be present for this and also start the year off strong because sub- subconsciously people look at that. They see the calendar year go and then it's like, okay, nobody's done anything. <laughs> it's like, okay, well here, we're coming out guns blazing. Here's all of this content. Um, and for the next, you know, 10 days, the, the next two weeks after, um, the chapter drops, there's that whole activation. And then we're going to keep that momentum going with some exciting things on the BBA front. Like I said, we, we hit a big milestone in December and I've, uh, been working these past few weeks slash days, just cleaning everything up, getting it ready. And, um, again, it's gotta be a little bit of a rollout. So you're not going to miss anything. It's not just going to drop. Uh, in faction master beta testing's still gonna happen. So, yeah, after we get through this activation, it's right into BBA, and then keep the ball going from there. It's um, ready to so. BBA. I like that. <laughs> right into BBA, man. We're, we're, BBA. We came out. And we're we're ready. It's gonna be a big year for us. Ng, what do you say? Do we we pop in that custom made spatial of yours for a watch party tomorrow? Or what? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, again, it was a pleasure, Cody. It was a pleasure, gang. I would shout out, but I've already done it once already. <laughs> but uh, till, till next time, it's NFT Chat with the Alpha Bots. Cheers, everybody. Later. That was a juicy episode. Talk about content and alpha. As you can tell, there is so much more in store for the Alphabot Society. And we have so much more in store for this year as we continue to grow and expand with the Alphabot Society 
and other projects because at the end of the day, we wanna to continue to grow together and improve the space. So thank you again, Cody. Thank you all the speakers. Thank you everyone that tuned in live and everyone that's tuning in now. This is Crypto Junior and we'll catch you next time on NFT Chats with the Alphabots. Cheers.